0: Keep it real simple, keep it real simple, bring everything right back to ground zero, cause it all comes down to this
1: love, God, and love people. We're living in a world that keep breaking, but if
0: we want to find a way to change it, it all comes down to this love, God, love Come on, people. Super Trust, let me hear you. Come on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are glad that you are back. We are in a series called Living the Dream, and so good to hear Lauren Dago. Come on, give it up for that band one more time. These are the days we've been dreaming of, so I am super thankful for you being here, and we have people watching all over, all right? We have people watching in the St. Thomas Virgin Islands. Cameron, good morning to you. Come on, give St. Thomas a little love down there. Hey, hey. All the way from, man, it doesn't matter, Hawaii, St. Thomas. Oh, that would be the dream, wouldn't it? To be able to watch church down to St. Thomas would be awesome. But it means the world to us that you give us a little bit of time. But in your busy schedule with everything going on, that you make it a priority to be here, we're really grateful. I'm going to take you back to February of 2007. Simple Church had not been launched yet. It was just a dream at that point. We were a few months before we were going to launch this church idea. And in that process... I saw a movie trailer that came out, and I was like, man, I need to go see that movie. And it's pretty weird to go by yourself, but I went to see this movie by myself, and I'm glad I did. I'll tell you why when it gets finished with this trailer we're about to watch. But it was very strange because while I watched this movie, it was reminding me of what I personally was going through, but then also what we were about to embark on as a church. You may say, what's the name of the movie? Well, it's called The Astronaut Farmer, and I want you to pay attention because in this little trailer, there is a name on the rocket that this guy is about to launch, and it is perfect for this series today. Check it out.
2: There's a guy in Texas building
1: his own rocket in his backyard. This guy is planning on launching himself into orbit.
3: Are there monsters
2: in space? Uh, No ma'am, not that we're aware of.
3: Have you been to space?
2: No. Not yet. You're a delinquent on six mortgage payments? I don't think you realize how close you are to a foreclosure. I don't think you understand how close I am to launching. We're taking bets.
4: Really? What are the odds?
2: Your husband will never do it, or he's going to blow himself up. If you advertise on my rocket, it's going to raise your sales.
4: What's going on? Why aren't the children in school?
2: They've been recruited into the farmer's
1: space program into space doesn't take nasa anymore let's get what we can on this guy find something gotta get this space cowboy's head out of the clouds mr farmer how do we know that you're not constructing a wmd because if i was building a weapon of mass destruction you wouldn't be able to find it Joke to you, a 15 year old will be the head of your mission control. He's perfectly capable of launching his dad into space. Right now, the U.S. military has enough firepower pointed at your ranch that if you decide to launch within seconds, your remains will be spread over five states. Armor, right now, you are a common man with a dream. Do not turn this into a nightmare. You don't believe I'm to launch it, do you? I always believe you're gonna launch the rocket. You are one fabulous father. You got your family. Dreaming together. Academy Award winner Billy Bob Thornton, Virginia Madsen, Bruce Dern, Tim Blake Nelson. When I was a kid, they used to tell me that I could be anything I wanted to be, no matter what. Somewhere along the line, we stopped believing that we could do anything. You better know what you want to do before somebody knows it for you. The astronaut farmer.
4: I expect you home for dinner.
0: (laughs) I can remember sitting in that movie theater, and as weird as it is, I cried. And everybody's like, man, you're crying in a movie theater? Yeah, because I could relate to a lot of the things that were happening in the movie. This guy had this dream. He's going to launch this rocket into space. His family's going to help him. And you saw it there written on the side of that rocket, the dreamer. And in that process, people begin to laugh at him and point the finger and said, you'll never be able to do it. And all of these emotions were really flooding me because I'm thinking, okay, am I really going for launching this church? Similar to launching a rocket, it's going to be very expensive. you do not sure you have the money. You don't know how it's going to happen. And in that process of doing something that's never been done, I had never done it, didn't know anybody that had launched a church before, something happened that also happened to this character in this movie. The closer you get to living the dream or pursuing this dream, it begins to flood your soul with this. You begin to doubt your dream. Now the reason I bring this up to everyone in this room, I'm trying to tell you the story that we've been on for the last 16 years. But I also want to relate it back to where you are. If you paid attention at all to this series, I am talking about living the dream. I don't know what your dream is. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm challenging you to pursue that. But as soon as you decide to pursue the dream that you feel like God's put in your heart, or you feel like you're gonna really do that no one else thinks you can do, this will guaranteed happen to you. Doubt will begin to just fill your mind. People are gonna cause you to doubt. And I ran across this quote because it is perfect, because it says, Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will it begins to become a hindrance to you. I can definitely relate to that. People would say things like, do you really think you need another church in an area when there's a church on every corner? Now you're in this one now and it's 16 years into it and thousands of people have given their life to Christ and tens of thousands have attended. But at the time we had no one. (laughs) There was no crowd, there was very little money, very small team of people. And if they were all honest, they were doubting at moments too because I know I was. You begin to walk through and you go, man, is doubt going to kill the dream even before we get started? Who knows if we'll fail or not, but I'm not even sure we should be doing it. Your doubt, other people's doubts. People would say, get your head out of the clouds, man, and you got to come back to reality. You can't even afford this dream. Just like we were walking through this, I was walking through this, you may be walking through it as well. I refer back to another celebrity you may be familiar with. His name is Mark Wahlberg. He comes across and he posts this. God never gives you a dream that matches your budget. Can I get an amen on that? Right? I can relate to this totally. He's not checking your bank account. He's checking your faith. See, I go back to, we didn't have enough money when we launched the Simple Church back in 2007. We definitely don't have enough, enough to launch what we're trying to do now, moving back to the boardwalk and doing a building for the first time. So I start looking at these kind of things. I'm like, man, I feel you, Mark. Then I think, Mark, can you cut that check? Amen. I'm sorry. That's another thing, right? <laughs> But you know, right, it's the way it is. Think about your dream. Think about what it is that you want to accomplish. Why you think God has put you on this planet. After the first service we were walking out, many people caught me. They were like, man, I'm still trying to figure my dream out. I'm like, I get it. But hopefully through this series you'll begin to think, man, it is about me. There is something God wants me to accomplish. And it's going to take some faith to get there, there's no doubt. Hebrews says it like this in Hebrews eleven six. 6. It is impossible to please God without what? Without faith. So this is where it gets really difficult. It's because we have this dream or we have these ideas. We're not sure they're going to work. You doubt it. Other people begin to doubt it. But then you realize that your faith really is connected to your dreams. And if you don't have faith, it's never going to happen. Then if you're new to Christianity or you're new to church, you're like, but what is faith, Justin? Glad you asked. Hebrews gives us a great definition. What is faith? It is confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. Now, truthfully, if I look back in 2007, I believed it could happen, but I wasn't confident. I was like, man, I don't know. I was trying to work through that. But remember the other passage, if you just have faith the size of a mustard seed, the smallest of faith, then it moves into this part. It's the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it up ahead. It's not visible. It's a dream. I mean, it's not guaranteed. It's by faith you're taking these steps. You don't have the money. You don't have the people. You just got this idea that something could be different, that it should be different. If we're talking about dreamers, you also have to go down this path of what would the world be like if there were no dreamers? See, because what I also know is that every time you go for something, there's a lot of people who tell you why you can't accomplish it, why you don't need it. This is stupid. If you're trying to launch a business, you're trying to go for something, you're a college student, your parents are like going, hey, now hold on now, don't get crazy on me because we love certainty we love this idea of no risk just give me the job that makes the most money and then i don't have to worry about anything else but as we already know in our culture and society that's not guaranteed either is it so then we don't have dreamers we begin to just kind of go for the mainstream and no risk no faith so then it hit me as i'm making my notes out for this message can you imagine a world where there's no dreamers imagine a world where there is no faith If everyone says, the only way I'm going to do it is I've got to see it to believe it, I'll never go for it. Think of all the things we would not have that we would have lost. Just with a little reflection, I pulled together some pictures. Can you imagine if there were no cars? Henry Ford was a dreamer. (laughs) It had not been done before. There was nobody out there doing it. He's just like, I think this can happen. And every one of you, for the most part, you drove in in a car. That prior to that moment, He just dreamed of the possibilities. I'll leave for New York later this week to go to the Tunnel to Towers run and we'll get on a plane because it used to take forever to go that far. But now because the Wright brothers dreamed of a different world, we can be there in a few hours all the way in New York City. Why? Because they dreamed of the possibilities and everybody said, you're crazy. You can't fly. We're not going to be able to fly. You told Henry Ford, you're crazy. You'll never be able to drive a car. That's crazy. What are you talking about? I didn't even know what a car was. And then you look at Jackie Robinson down here. You can imagine when it comes to the cultural, societal issues that we still face today. Imagine a world where there are no African Americans in our sports. You can't even imagine that. That's, it's, it's unbelievable. But if you just go back in time he's the first he said hey I'm going for it I believe it's possible I have a dream you have the young lady over here Miss Sally Phil she's the first American woman to go into space When everybody said you can't do this a woman's not going to be able to accomplish that in this world but now we look now and realize that it's all possible and in that possible is a reminder in Proverbs like this it says Proverbs 13 when dreams come true at last there is life and there is joy. I've told you, I'm living the dream of Simple Church. I cannot thank God enough for what has been accomplished and what I get to do and participate in. Because it's not just about me. It's about me seeing you live your dreams. And when you start thinking about the life and the joy that is associated with that, you could possibly be missing that because of your fear of failure. Because no one's done it before. You're not really sure of how to accomplish that. You're struggling with your faith, and I'm telling you, this series is for all of us. And when you start thinking about life and joy, this is kind of the American dream, you immediately start coming up in your mind with the dream house and the dream car. And I couldn't help but go around the office and ask everybody, he's like, hey man, do you have a dream? What would it be? And my brother, really quickly, is like, oh, here's my dream right there. That's my brother, all right? Viper, son. Then he goes, to be honest, I can't even really give you just one car, I have like 12 cars I want but then he went all the way back to 1987 when you see this right here I like that right there grand national he said and he told me the story this is funny my brother's like hey what's crazy about this is is he said I went as a young professional he had worked at Eckerd Drugs and he'd been saving his money he said man he finally had a job where he could get the American dream I want my dream car so he went to the dealership to try to buy this car like in 1987 they looked at him and said I'm a dream killer. You ain't getting that car, all right? He's like, well, why? He said, you can't afford it. And then my brother said, do you have anything else in black? And this is what he ended up buying. It was an S10, all right? (laughs) Right? That's the truth. And he's like, this is the truth. My brother posted on John's Garage. He has a whole post social media thing where he's out there doing fun with it. He was like, but really, that's all I can afford. I can relate. I got a 1976 ski Nautique boat. That's not my dream boat. My dream boat is also that. I'd love to be able to surf today, right? Get out there and have a good time with it. Be able to live the dream. And here's the thing that we are all guilty of. When you talk about living the dream, we have a tendency to go to houses, cars, vacation places, all of those kind of things. And I'm challenging you because I'm the same way. We're we're Americans. We get it. This is the world we live in. But what I realize now, and I am working on, not there yet, That God sized dreams are bigger than anything you can buy. It's bigger than the stuff you own. It's bigger than the trips that you go on. Although they can be a part of it, more often than not, it's way bigger than some item that you can own. For example, Matthew 6, Jesus came in and he told us, man, hey, quit trying to store up treasures on this earth. Man, it ain't gonna work. Store up treasures in heaven, that's what really matters. See, here, things destroy it. That 1976 boat I have, it's always breaking down. Boat stands for bite off another thousand. Y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's like, as soon as I get that boat ready, it's like, man, okay, let's go. <laughs> All right, oh, what's wrong now? Oh, man, the steering wheel's broke. Man, the gap, it's just the way it is. This is the truth. This is where it keeps going. Stop scoring up your treasure in heaven. Moss and rush destroy what we have. Thieves can break in. Scroll to the next scroll for you. There we go. And then here's the deal. Your heart will be where your treasure is. So if you focus on all of the stuff you can own, houses, cars, dude, it just wears you out. But what we learned last week, and I remind you, kind of as a little refresher, if you're talking about living God's dream, it's not going to be in the stuff we own. It's bigger than you and me. It's bigger than us. It is also dreams are born out of adversity. When you're going through difficult times and struggles, that's when these dreams happen. And when you begin to think about all the adversity that we face, you will also understand that when they faced that adversity, it it caused them to dream of a solution, of a possibility. I told you, some of my church experience was not always great. That adversity pushed me to dream of doing something different. When you look at Henry Ford, when you don't have a way to get around easily, there's some adversity in that, and you go, man, I want to make that easier, I dream of a different way. right, brothers, Jackie Robinson, when it's adversity, the difficulty, you could go through story after story, but it also comes back to dreams are born out of your faith that things can and will get better. They can be better. It's by faith that this can change. When you look at Luke 18, Jesus said it like this, what's impossible with man is possible with God. It's like even though you think it's impossible to pull this off, he's telling you, no, with me and without the focus on your own gain, I'm telling you, there's something really cool can happen in this. Ephesians says it like this, God can do anything far more than you could ever imagine, guess, request in your wildest dreams. So my challenge and why I want you to go through this series with me and why I'm thankful you're watching today and why you're in this room is because the goal is for this world to have more faith-filled dreamers. Don't be a dream killer. Think through and go, all right, what could be? What should be? And as you start walking down this road, the good news is you'll begin to see there are some dreamers out there and God's doing some awesome things through them. Young, old all walks of life and the reason I say that the good news for you is is some of those dreamers are in this audience today some of them attend this church some of are in this community and when I see them living the dream and going for the dream I'm like man how cool is this a young lady that I've known for a long time her family's super special to me but I've seen her grow up and when this post came across she didn't know that we're in the living the dream series she just living the dream And she posts this reminder. Her name is Ashley Lott. And she says, I've got this personal goal to try to raise $350, right? And part of the proceeds of me painting these pictures is going to go to Holy Angel. She had this dream of helping out her cousin to raise some money to paint, to use what she's good at, to turn around and do something really, really good. And this is what caught my attention. The name of the series is Born to dream so I called her I saw it I'm not on social media but Evan one of them are like hey man look at what she posted so I call her we say hey man can we tell your story she's like of course and so it's my honor to share a little bit about Ashley and her dream and watch you will see it's bigger than her it uses her gifts but it is all about people in adverse situations and her finding the solution she's a part of that it's pretty cool watch
3: Hi, my name is Ashley, and my dream is to paint. So I was on campus at ULM, and I wheeled over to the dock by the sunset, and I pulled out a journal, and I asked God, God, what is your dream for me? And immediately, I saw a blue heron soar into the sunset right over my head, and I heard the words, limitless, unhindered free, and I knew that that was God's dream for me, to live in freedom with Him. And when I paint, I pray for people, and I just pray that, you know, paintings bring them joy and that they can discover what their dream is with God, because we were His dream initially and we can dream with Him, and not just for ourselves, but globally in the world and bring glory to God in all that we do. So with this painting in particular, um, I wanted to give the proceeds of the painting from this series, Born to Dream, to Holy Angels. So my cousin, Zachary Monero, has autism, and he participates in the Angel Works program at Holy Angels, where he paints, and does all kinds of things. And they have a big event every year where those paintings are auctioned off. And last year, one of his paintings actually was auctioned off for $1,000, which is incredible. Um, and so I wanted to get back to that program because he inspired me so much that even with his disability, he's still able to create something so beautiful.
0: Come on y'all, give her a little love right there. How awesome. Ashley, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you because in the middle of the adversity, she decided to do good. She decided to dream and use her gifts and her abilities to help others. And now, Holy Angels, we had some friends from Holy Angels in the first service, and they were just like, you'll never know, even just showing that video and telling what they're doing and about how special our our guests are. And, And I'm thinking, Ashley, what if you didn't do it? What if you didn't post it? What if you didn't go for it? What if the fear of whether you'd be accepted or not, whether anybody will buy it or not? By the way, I bought another one too. Can I get an amen on that? Because this is too cool. I'm like, hey. So go look for her. Support her. Invest in young people who are dreaming beyond themselves. Not for her to have a nicer car. Not for her to have a nicer home. But she's already got this dream of going, how can I help my cousin? A great organization like Holy Angels. I remind you. When you're in the middle of adversity, and I want you to put it on the screen, that can be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. For one of my other dear friends in this audience, we went to high school together. His name is Starsky, really Brian, but we call him Starsky because of Starsky and Hutch. He's Starsky Hutchinson. And his wife, Cindy, they created what is called the Give All Project. Now, what I love about this is he's been in church this whole time. He hears about the Do Good Store. He knows about fashion as well. I mean, Brian, I'll talk about him a little bit more in just a couple of minutes because this guy, he was a BMX rider. We grew up doing all of that fun stuff back in the day. But what did he decide to do? He decided to use BMX. He decided to do fashion and he decided to raise money. And now they've raised over $30,000 to help families in our local community going through cancer. Come on, y'all give me a little love on that. Pretty awesome. <laughs> him and Cindy are an amazing couple. But what really caused this to happen is he got diagnosed with cancer. In the middle of his adversity, he thought, I could sit here and whine and complain or I can give all. I can give back to someone else and through something that I enjoy. So it's not just these amazing stories of some of the people that I know close, close. Men went to high school with, Ashley grew up with, seeing her turn into the beautiful young lady she is. There's also some new families one of them's from Parkway High School. Where are my Panthers at? Come on, where are my Panthers at? Yep. Because Drew Kent, an amazing young man, has also came up with, on his own, he's cross-country with Parkway, their theme, not knowing we were in this series, was to dream big. And the reason he picked this theme is because you'll see there's a little lighthouse in the logo of dreaming big. He challenged his cross-country team. He came back as a high schooler and said, listen, I went to help kids battle cancer down at Lighthouse this past summer. His family went to volunteer, and when they went down there, it messed with them in a good way. And he said, I've got to do more. So he came back and said, hey, coach, what if we come up with a shirt, and what if we sell the proceeds? I mean, we take these pro- sell these shirts and take all the proceeds to help these kids battling cancer. And a high schooler in a local school came up with this all on his own and is raising the money and going to help kids going through childhood cancer. In the middle of their adversity, he is dreaming big to try to accomplish not only goals for his cross-country team, but also to be able to have a much bigger cause than just winning a trophy. It's about changing lives. And Drew, I'm so proud of you for doing it. These are just some examples. And then I couldn't help but if I'm talking about this dream idea, to go back to one of our former staff members. A couple of years ago, we had a guy on staff named Jeff Warren. If you don't know who he is, we went to Southwood as well played football down at LSU, Uh, just a dear friend. He was helping us when we did our uh, campus down at Cinemark, when we had a a Cinemark campus. Jeff was over that campus. And we loved doing life together, having a lot of fun with it. But in a staff meeting, I challenged them many years ago, said, hey man, live y'all's dream. I'm living my dream, go for your dream. Well, Dream was, uh, for her, for Jeff was a big, big, and is a big hunter. That's what he loves to do. I don't hunt anything. May I got one little thing to hunt. I'll talk about it in a minute. Little Debbie's, I'm not going to talk about that publicly. All right, but <laughs> the truth is, he was always about hunting. He's like, man, you got to hunt this, you got to do I'm like, whatever. So we had fun with it. And just so you know who he is, I found this one little one-minute clip of, we did a redneck Christmas not too long ago, many years ago now, but Jeff came in just to have a little fun. This proves his hunting love. Watch this.
2: Redneck Christmas? You gotta be kidding me, man.
0: Hey, all I'm telling you is, is everybody thinks it's a good idea. I don't fully understand it, but I mean, we're gonna try it.
2: Have you even ever been hunting?
0: Dude, I've never been hunting, but I do know this. If I was to go hunting, I'd smoke you.
2: Not one-on-one, you can't, you better get a team.
0: I, d- I just got one question, I mean, uh, Does this go in this part?
2: You gotta be kidding me, man.
0: Dude, I just don't know, it's been a while.
2: That's that's what you're gonna hunt with?
0: Yeah, baby, don't worry about that. I know how to do it. (laughs) Ducks are dying today, son. been here long enough, man, we ain't seen a duck. Uh, But I do have an idea, I know how we can settle this, and you don't need your camo to settle this.
2: Ready? Game on, dude.
0: Come on, man. Y'all remember Duck Hunt? Come on, man. Of course, right? Well, what's fun is we had a lot of fun. We cut up. I really don't know anything about hunting. Jeff knows a lot about it, but in this staff meeting, he goes, you know what? I think I know what my dream is, and what's really cool is he launched something that has had a huge impact on our community, and here's Jeff to tell you a little bit more about what is happening up to this point. Pretty amazing. Check it out. (laughs)
2: My name is Jeff Warren with Dream Hunt, and God gave me the dream of taking kids on their dream hunting and fishing trips. So I was on staff at Simple Church, one of the community pastors there, and uh, Justin challenged us one uh, week in staff meeting and said, look, if your dream is not to be on staff, then you need to figure out what what your dream is, what God's dream for your life is, and uh, really challenged me. And uh, through prayer and fasting, begged God, I was like, Lord, What is it that you are wanting me to do? I had a passion for hunting, always have, and God put on my heart. I want you to start taking sick kids, handicapped kids on their dream hunting and fishing trip. We raise money to cover all the costs for the kids, the lodging, the food, uh, their travel expense. We put their families up in the hotel. We outfit them, we provide a gun for them to use. Every kid has a landowner, a guide, a cameraman. We film all the hunts, we make videos. And over the last 11 years, we've taken over 2,500 kids on their dream hunt and fishing trip from all over the country right here in Northwest Louisiana. Who would have ever thought it? We've got nine chapters of dream hunt in four different states. Uh, it's grown immensely. It's been an unbelievable journey that has got God written all over it. It just goes to show you that when God puts something in your heart and if you're following him, his dream for what you're doing is a lot of times way bigger than our minds can even imagine it's been truly amazing living the dream come on y'all give me a little love how awesome is that
0: and I told you I'm I'm launching a new uh, hunting club here too here's my logo little Debbie hunt hard snag harder hunting team right what's really funny about this is is me and Jeff joke about it but I remember when he was wanting to launch it he was like man he was fearful he didn't have the money but he had a little bit of faith (laughs) and he was like, all right, God, what do you want to do? And now look, thousands of kids have gone on their hunts. All this money has been raised. He's launching chapters in all these other states. And what if he didn't do it? What if you just said, no, it can never happen. I don't know if you've seen the common theme in all of these stories, but there is a common theme. Every one of them, based on what we talked about last week, was others focused. It was not just about them. This is what I love. This is what I want. God does use that. But in the truth of looking at the big picture, it is always what God blesses when it goes beyond you. They're doing what they enjoy, yes, but it's way bigger than just what's in it for them. You saw it in each and every one of them. When their dreams come true at last, there is life and joy (laughs) It's not torture to live the dream. This is life. This is joy. I, and I picked with my boy Starsky because uh, he was a fashion guru in high school, all right? And I went ahead and pulled this up for you just because you can't help but laugh at this right here. That is Starsky, all right? And thank God, Cindy, she actually brought the shirt. He still has it. Pray for him, all right? And here it is. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it still fits, Starsky. But anyway, you know the idea is. But he really was. He was big into fashion. That's what he enjoyed. But he was also big into BMX. And then he got to bring in the guy from the Rad movie not too long. They did a big party down at BoJack's and raised a lot of money. And he's like, man, it's BMX, it's bikes, it's fashion, all of these different things. Why? Because they enjoy it. Think about it. Drew loves running. So he's using his gift and what he's good at to help raise money for kids battling cancer. Ashley loves painting. She's amazing at it. But she's good at it. She enjoys it. Jeff loves hunting. Every one of them have this common thing going on. And here's the truth for all of you in this room. What about you? What are you good at? What do you enjoy? It doesn't have to be like them. You have your own journey, your own path, your own dream. Ephesians says it like this. But that doesn't mean you should all look and speak and act the same. Not everybody's going, oh, man, mine's hunting or mine's whatever it is, launching a church. Obviously, you can do all the different things that you want to accomplish. It doesn't have to look and sound exactly the same. And out of the generosity of Jesus Christ himself, each of you is given your own gift. What are you gifted at? 1 Corinthians says like this, there's different ways to serve. It doesn't have to be the same, but we serve the same Lord, of course. And there's different ways that God works in people. It's always a little bit different. But in the same God who works in all these, in everything that you do. I don't know what your dream is, but when you think about it, we joked a lot. I heard it, I mean, a lot this morning when I walked out there. My dream is to retire. I got bad news for you. There is no retirement in Scripture. All right, go look it up. So even like the McDaniels, lifelong friends, they own Fairway Gift Garden. When they retired, they helped me open the do-good store. You already know, I worked at Gadzooks. That was part of my past as well. So I had a retail experience. And why? We used some of those things that we enjoyed and found ways to do things for other people. So don't just say, well, my goal is to retire. I'm telling you, you will not have a happy retirement. Because the life and the joy is found in giving your life away to others. I promise you that's true. It's when you sacrifice. It's when you find out what you were created for. It's not just to go through the motions. There is something bigger at stake here. 1 Corinthians continues in, in chapter 12 when it says something from the Spirit can be seen in each person. And the Spirit gives this to each one to do what? To help others. It's not just about you that you've been gifted for a purpose bigger than you. And when you live that purpose out, man, I'm telling you some amazing things happen in your life and you solve problems and you change the world and God is honored. And he's like, that's my man, that's my girl. This is what it's about. And I know you don't feel like it. Most of the time, when I wake up and look in the mirror, I feel like I'm a mess more than a masterpiece, right? But here's what God says You are His masterpiece. When Ashley's painting and I see how beautiful it is, that's why I told her I want to buy one of those because Ashley created that out of her own hand and her own gift and her own abilities for a purpose bigger than herself. In the same way, God says, When I look at you, You're a masterpiece. I looked at Ashley's little painting. Her her name is signed down in the bottom right-hand corner. That is Ashley Lott's beautiful work of art. In the same way, God puts his thumbprint on you, and he says, you are my masterpiece. And guess what? To do good things. You're not just created to go through and be selfish and get what you want, retire and live in a big house and have a boat and drive the cars you want. He's like, no, man, it's bigger than that. There's a purpose for you being here. And I can promise you this next statement is absolutely true living the dream is connected to doing good stuff and i'm going to prove it with this next video you're going to see a bunch of guys come together and help someone's dream come true and in the process of them helping someone's dream come true it's in the middle of an adverse situation god does something in these guys listen close to what they say listen close and watch the whole story and understand that yes, there can be some stuff that you go, man, that's cool, that, that's, a, that's a dream of him to have that, but there was a purpose bigger than the stuff. It was about doing good. It was about giving back. It was about those relationships. It was about changing someone's life and perspective, and these guys do a great job at it. Watch.
1: If there's anything even remotely good about having ALS, 56-year-old Craig Reagan of College Station, Texas says it may be a heightened sense of gratitude. Gratitude for caregivers like his wife Nancy, friends like his dog Taco, and memories like his 73 Ford Mustang, which, even though it stopped running back in 1999, has taken up permanent residence at his house.
3: It's a big paperweight.
1: (laughs) big paperweight. Why did you keep it?
3: I just had such an attachment to it.
1: He's had it since high school. He was
3: proud of it.
1: Craig had hoped that someday his boys might want to fix it up with him, but they showed no interest in cars. Then he planned to do it himself, but ALS had other plans. So the car sat rotting until some old high school friends caught wind. And everybody, as soon as I called these guys, they were like, yeah, let's do it. It's in your heart, you just gotta help somebody like that. So, for the next year, they went to work on it, put in hundreds of hours, while other classmates paid for parts. And not long ago...
2: Are you ready, Greg?
1: ...that big, immovable paperweight... ...was ready to lift off.
2: It
3: was just almost like a piece of him. That came back to life. It came back to life. Pretty vividly, actually.
1: Okay.
3: <laughs> I'm ready with you
1: Craig was diagnosed with ALS in 2016. The disease is incurable, but he has clearly found his treatment. What's it like to be back in it? I feel like I'm a teenager. <laughs> and as for the people who made this moment possible, They insist the bigger gift was the lesson they received.
2: He reminded us of something maybe we forgot. Yeah. Just do good stuff for people. That's all that matters. Just do good stuff today.
1: Do good stuff today. No better medicine on Earth.
0: Come on, y'all. How cool is that? Dream car restored because his friends Just did good stuff. I mean, you can't make it up. You'd almost think that God's like setting me up every week, right? Like, hey, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. And why would he give us these stories? Why would he give us these moments? Because you need them and I need them. There's nothing wrong with the car. That's a beautiful moment. What is more beautiful is the love that those friends had. In the middle of adversity, difficult circumstances, those guys sacrificed something that they enjoyed doing, working on cars, but they did it for a bigger purpose than themselves. And there's no money that could reward them for that. There was something special in that moment. You already know that. You know Craig's not going to live long, but to help him have that moment, what's it worth? It's priceless. So let me ask you, look at your life evaluate where you are what are you living for what is the dream what are you good at what do you enjoy what is it that God wants to do with your life that's beyond just your nine to five because I believe that it's not just for some people it is for every one of us that God created you with unique gifts abilities and if you use those gifts and those abilities for his purpose some amazing things can happen life and joy really do come into your life and maybe today through this series all right it's a reminder that it really is time to dream big so when you're thinking about your retirement don't be thinking about just yourself well I want to do this I want to do that for me what can you do for others because I can tell you this God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine guess request in your wildest dreams and if you're gonna be known for something, if you're gonna be giving your life to something, is it just that you had a good time, that you took care of yourself, that you just enjoyed your life? Or will it be said of you that, man, he, he gave back? Man, she was really committed to helping others. Man, this changed as a result of them. Look at Jeff Warren, look at Starsky and Cindy. Look at Drew and look at Ashley as just some little small examples right here in the audience, in this community that are going, hey, we can do this. And you can too. I got one last cool story for you. About to go to New York. Y'all know we'll leave next Thursday. Go do the Tunnel to Towers run to raise some money for the firefighters, policemen, military. It's going to be an awesome experience. But when I'm going up there, there's one other thing I'm looking forward to and that's pizza. Can I get an amen? All right, look. New York pizza is the best pizza, all right? So it happens to be that somehow this comes into my inbox and reminds me because this is the story of a New Yorker, and it involves pizza. But he moves to another city to live his dream. And in the process, once again, it's what he loves to do. It's what he's good at. And then it's not about him. And in that process, something really special happens. Here's one more reminder of why you need to dream big and go for it. Watch.
2: I've been homeless on and off for the past five years. So it really sucks. But at least I know I can look forward to 11 o'clock when I know I can get some fresh hot pizza.
4: First day the pay it forward program kind of started was when a gentleman walked in and he asked if a homeless person ever came in short and he offered to pre-purchase a slice of pizza for the next homeless person so he gave me a dollar I ran out got post-it notes put one up on a wall behind the register told more people about it eventually a couple days later a homeless person came in he had like 65 cents on him and we told him to just keep the change. It was already paid for. He redeemed one of the pre purchased slices. So uh, now we've given away almost 10,000 slices of pizza. I feel, well, you know, welcome. I feel like, you know, like I almost bought the slice, but I know I didn't. I try to donate at least like five dollars a week, you know. And it's so funny because today I left my wallet and everything home, and I was I have seventy-eight cents in my pocket, and I just came out I was like I'm a little short. They were like, okay, don't worry about it, and that's a really great feeling, you know. So I can imagine how the homeless people feel, and um, it's just a great thing. And the pizza is good. I'm from New York, so you know I know what pizza is. Before I opened up Roses, I just worked at a desk job in New York. You know, I showed up every morning, did some computer work, and then. You know, went home, pretty regular stuff. I wanted to kind of do something new. I saw the success of the, the dollar pizza stores throughout uh, New York, so I thought I'd I'd open this place up and uh, try my hand at it. I've been three years off the streets. I was seven years homeless myself as a
2: as a veteran. You know, and I finally got myself out of the rut, got myself an income, and and I want to. Paid for,
4: you know? Oh, just yesterday, there was a guy that came in. He'd been homeless for like eight months, and I hadn't seen him for like three months. And I'm like, yo, where you been at? <laughs> he's like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm working now. Figured I'd, I'd buy a slice for someone else. I was like, that was awesome. Just a couple days prior, I had been like, man, I hope that guy's okay. And it turns out, you know, he's killing it.
2: We don't always have a chance to come in and get fresh hot food whenever we can. And for people to donate money and you know towards slices of pizza for us, like really made a change in Philadelphia.
3: In a city with a poverty rate that is higher than all other big cities comparable to it to see such a show of compassion and, and brotherly love is is really inspiring.
4: I think it's pretty cool how powerful something this kind of small and simple can be. Come on, how cool is that? (laughs) Working a New York desk job,
0: he dreams of opening a pizza shop. He goes to Philadelphia and goes for it. But what takes it to the next level when it's not about just his dream, it's about helping others. And then all this community, did you see that? 10,000 plus post-it notes all over that store because it's bigger than just you it's bigger than your dream God blesses it when it is focused on other people maybe you need the reminder today you're fixing to walk out of here back in the real world it's tough out there it's not easy but what if it could be different and what if you could live your dream well Justin, I just can't see it it's just so hard for me well I got one verse for you last verse we live by faith not by what we see it was difficult for me to see the simple church. I had some ideas, I had some thoughts. But you're sitting in what was once just a dream. I hope it's inspired you. I hope it's challenged you. I hope that you realize the benefit of going for the dream. It did matter. As I told you, thousands and thousands and thousands of you have given your life to Christ in here. You've gone public in baptism. And now hundreds upon hundreds are beginning to find their dream and their Accomplishing great things from Cassie in the Hub to Ashley helping with Holy Angels. You think about it. with Starsky launching Give All Project to Drew out there running to raise money for Lighthouse. Think about what else could be accomplished. Jeff Warren out there helping kids that are battling sickness and disease and handicaps but having a time of their life on the dream hunt. All because they begin to go, I can do this. God, I can do it. It's time to dream big, and it involves you. It involves you. Let me pray for you. Father, before they get out of here, I pray that you would remind them that you love them, that you've created them, and you've given them gifts and abilities, that there is a purpose in that. That the reason they're breathing today, the reason they are still on this planet, is because you have an awesome plan for them. And that plan's bigger than just the stuff we own. It's not about just going on vacations that we dream of or owning the cars or the boats that we want. It's way bigger than that. It is when we're able to use the gifts and the talents and the abilities that you've given us to help others, there is life and joy in that unlike anything else. And help the ones in this room, Lord, that just need a little bit of faith, God. You tell us it don't take much. Lord, just strengthen that faith. Help them to go for it, to dream big to trust you with whatever it is and help it go beyond themselves to change this community to change this world and then our lives are changed as a result if someone doesn't know you jesus man i know it's weird for them to figure out this whole journey but i know that without a relationship with you i can't do it lord you're the one who created me you're the one that loves me you're the one that has a plan and a purpose for me and if i surrender to you god then i can get on that path so lord i do i admit i'm a weak sinner And I want you to come into my life and help me, Lord, to continue to follow the dream that you have for me. And that's not just in a one-time prayer. That's a daily thing, Jesus. So help whoever is in this audience. So in Jesus, I need that too. Come into my life. Meet them right there and help them as they begin this journey. And I can't wait to see what you pull off through them, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.